Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. So Governor Gavin Newsom announced this week the big plans to reopen schools by the end of the month for some students. And on Thursday, California lawmakers approved of the $6.6 billion plan. Meanwhile, there seems to be one group that we haven't heard much from during this debate over how and when to reopen public schools, the students themselves. It feels weird that they're not taking students' voices into account because they're the ones that are going to be most affected by it. We've all just kind of accepted our fate that, like, it's up to the adults to figure out what's happening. We don't really have a say in it. Students are feeling left out of the conversation about how to reopen schools safely. So today, we are making space for them. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus... You'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Hi, I'm Melina Kritikopoulos. I'm a senior at Santa Clara High School. Uh, Hi, my name is Joy Chang. I'm a senior at Lowell High School. Uh, I'm Isabel Brenneman. I'm from Sacramento, California. I go to Kit Carson International Academy and I'm in 11th grade. I usually wake up and that's about half an hour before classes start. And so our classes go for 35 minutes each. I have 80 minute classes and that's a whole different awfulness. We have synchronous time, which means everyone's on Zoom for maybe like half hour, 40 minutes. And then we have asynchronous time where we can work offline. Uh, I usually take a nap during then because I'm usually so exhausted from my Zooms. (laughs) We just have condensed a lot of material um, into much shorter school days. How does that feel to have a condensed form of, of classes in such a short period of time? It's honestly really exhausting. I think this is a trend that I've seen with my classmates as well. Everyone seems to be very burnt out. Does that resonate with you, Isabella? It is really exhausting having to go and learn on a Zoom and 
I don't know why it's exhausting because you would think being in physical class would be more tiring, but I feel so much more exhausted and like burned out with homework and all of that. Jeez. Do you still have the same amount of homework? It all kind of blends together. Like all my classwork just feels like homework. At the end of the day, it's I'm usually scrambling to get it done because I have too much to do. Joy, I'm going to go to you for this one. Do you feel like you're learning at all? I think it's really challenging, honestly, um, because there's a lot of self-studying going on. Um, I definitely agree with the fact that I don't feel like I'm learning. Um, I feel bad for the teachers, so I have my camera on in every single class because I don't. I feel bad when like it's just a black screen. Um, so I always have my camera on, but then it makes me hyper aware of what I look like, which means I'm not paying attention. My phone is always right there, which means I'm not paying attention. Um, so it's just really hard to main like uh, have self-control in a way. And on top of that, teachers are likely very um, also tired. So I feel like they're putting in less effort. It's justified, but they're putting in a little less effort, some of them. So there have been a lot of conversations about reopening schools lately. And I feel like a lot of the people who we're hearing from are the governor or are the school district officials. And I'm just wondering, has anybody ever asked you your thoughts? And Isabella, I'll start with you. No, weirdly enough, no, I don't I don't think anybody has. Um, my mom is a, was a teacher for a while, so she asked me personally how I was feeling about it, but I haven't had any teachers or anything. This entire school year, our school district hasn't been very organized about reopening to begin with, and it only seems like they're starting the first steps now. Um, so I think most students do feel like they're not being heard, but at this point, don't care as much as they did before. We've all just kind of accepted our fate that like it's up to the adults to figure out what's happening. We don't really have a say in it. Is there anything that you think we in the media like should be talking about more um, or that we aren't talking about when it comes to the conversation about reopening schools? Uh, I haven't heard a lot about um, what at-risk students, how, how they're feeling. I'm not at risk. I know my sister is, which is why I think about that a lot. Um, but I haven't heard any students who maybe have like lung problems or autoimmune disorders, anything like that. I haven't heard any voices from them, which I, th I think it would be interesting to hear that from them. Well, let's actually ask you then, like, how do you feel about reopening and going back to, to school in person? Like, what are you thinking about? We don't trust our fellow classmates at all. Um, we see on Instagram and on Snap, not Snapchat, Twitter, whatever, every day, nobody follows precautions who are our peers. We all follow each other on Instagram. And there's this, there's this one group of friends who's like in Santa Cruz every other weekend. And we're like, do you not go to school? Um, and none of them are wearing masks ever. And they're all posing next to each other. So we don't trust our fellow classmates, even if they're all wearing masks and socially distanced from us. We just don't trust that. No, I'm definitely worried because none of our, none of the students are vaccinated or anything yet. And hmm. it seems like we won't be getting vaccinated until the summer. And I, going back to school for just six weeks at the end of the year where you usually don't really do anything anyways. And then, um, just putting yourself in danger and putting other people in danger. I have a sister who's at risk. So going to school is really scary for me because I don't want to, and her going to school is really scary too, because I don't want her to get anything. Are there things that you're going to miss about being home when you go back to class in person? Wearing pajamas for school. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely miss my naps in between classes. I can't technically do that at school. <laughs> I really liked like the convenience of like my kitchen is right there. I can just go eat whenever I want. Um, and I kind of, I, I do enjoy like 
being able to I just you know you're more comfortable when you're in your own house and enjoy um going to you like has it been hard for y'all to keep relationships or, or make new relationships I mean that's kind of what school's all about in a lot of ways Absolutely. I think in the beginning, a lot of people made efforts to reach out to their friends and stuff. I personally have drifted some of some of my friends. I know maybe like half of them, they don't reach out or I don't reach out anymore. So yeah, it's been really tough. And Isabella, what about you? I have not made any new friends this year. (laughs) Um, My school is really small in the first place. So you know everybody. So it just kind of all stayed the same. There's like class friends where you just have them in that one seat for that one class and they make that class more bearable because you have no other friends in that class. And I miss like like a few people who I know kind of well just because we had that one class together, but now there's no excuse to like say hi to them in the hallway. So I'm never going to talk to them again. Melina, staying with you, are there things that you do throughout the day to help cope with being at home and going to school at home for a, a long period of your day? I'm not great at doing these things but when i do them um i try to go on a walk around like sunset every evening like right before the sun sets i try to if it's a warm day i'll eat like lunch outside in my backyard instead of in my kitchen um but i i'm have a terrible habit of like we have only five minutes in between classes that goes by very quickly um if i'm like already scrolling on instagram at the end of a class period i'll just keep scrolling and then i'm like oh i have to log into my next class and i do so I should probably like stand more and like move around, but um, I have a habit of just like sitting in one spot for six hours. Joey, what about you? Like Molina, I also take a lot of walks. There's a park near my house, so I take my dog out sometimes. Um, usually on the weekends though, because honestly weekdays are quite busy. Um, our school also has a wellness center, so I've been meeting with a counselor. I think that's really helped me, although that's also on screens. I think just having someone to talk to Um, who is like trained professionally, but also is like understanding of our COVID conditions. Isabel, I want to ask you the same question. Um, I have like after school activities that I do. I'm on the KQED YA board, which is really fun. And like I get to meet new people in new ways because I can't really do that at school Uh, and I can't go out and meet new people. So being on different Uh, after school curriculars is really fun. Uh, I'm a part of my city's children's chorus, so I get to kind of see people and connect with people that way. Um, My friends and I, every, like, once a month on a Friday, we'll have, like, a big Zoom with all of us, and we'll spend a lot of hours, like, catching up and talking, which is really nice, so. What do you want people to know about what you and your peers are going through right now? Yeah, Melina. Especially since we're teens, um, people probably think you know you're already on a screen all all day anyways like how different is it? it 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 is just as hard for us as it is for you potentially even harder because a lot of teachers have not changed their curriculum to be more compatible with this system they're doing the same thing they're even doing more sometimes and schoolwork is just as hard as whatever job you have isabella what are your thoughts on that Mostly for the parents, I wish they would understand how like difficult it is to get up and get into your Zoom. They might think it's really easy just because you can roll over in bed and get on it, but it's just really tiring. It's really difficult to have any motivation to do homework and that sort of thing. And I also wish teachers would understand that. Like I'm trying my best, and it is really difficult to get everything done whenever you want it. And I know it's hard on them too, so I wish we would like have some communication where we each understand that both of our jobs is really hard at the moment. <laughs> and, and Joy, what do you think? 
Above all, I'd ask for understanding, especially for the seniors this year. A lot of us aren't 18 yet, and even if we are 18, that's just a part of like being a child and just like becoming an adult. And I think having that year, like having memorable times taken away from us, like prom, graduation, those things which are like keys to adulthood, I guess some would say, we didn't get. So I think it would be really nice if people could see that um, just beyond like us not liking online school, it's also a part of our lives. Well, thank you again. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for having us. The plan to reopen schools that was approved on Thursday by the California legislature will give financial incentives to school districts that resume in-person classes for some students by the end of March. The $6.6 billion plan will encourage, not mandate, reopening starting with the youngest students first. And that also partly depends on which tier each county is in. We have more details about that proposal at kqed.org, or you can tap the link in our episode notes. Thanks to Melina Kritikopoulos, Joy Chang, and Isabella Brenneman, who are all part of KQED's Youth Advisory Board. This episode was produced by Erica Cruz Guevara, Aditi Banlamudi, Shailen Martos, and myself. We get help each week from Issa Mendoza, who writes our amazing Friday newsletter. There is a link to subscribe to that also in our episode notes. The Bay is made by your local public media station, KQED. Our podcast leadership team is Jessica Placek, Erica Aguilar, Vinny Tong, Ethan Tobin-Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadayama. That is it for us, y'all. Have a great day. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.